Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. So glad you're back here today, this week, this month, and this year. Gosh, this year has gone by fast, hasn't it? Anyway, thanks so much for listening today. And, you know, again, I have a wonderful guest on my show today. But first, remember, I'm your Go For It business strategist, speaker, and best-selling author, helping you grow your business and life through the art of mentoring and coaching. And I'm also a real estate investor, which we're going to be talking a lot about today, and I cannot wait for that. But if you're in need of a speaker or if you're looking for some mentoring and coaching, you know what, go to johosman.com and just put in your email or send me an email and let's talk. Because I also give a free 30-minute presentation, a presentation, a talk between you and I just to see if it's a good fit. Because I want you to learn you know, maybe during these shows, you're going to get an aha moment or you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do with my life. Or maybe that's where I want to go- grow my business. And that's really what this show is all about is getting you that aha moment and really bringing that all to fruition and helping you grow. Because if you're not growing, then I'm not doing my job right. Right. So hopefully we can get that done for you as well today. And today, oh, my goodness, I am so excited so my friend, Sonia Lison, we met uh, not even maybe six months ago, and we're already doing great things, and I, we are so excited to bring that to you today. But first, I want you guys to get to know her a little bit, and we'll kind of get into where she, how she started it all. But she began her real estate career in 2001. Now, I started mine in 2004. So after she decided to leave her legal career as a tax attorney... Ooh, man, that must have been tough. <laughs> she began investing in rehab properties, which led her to develop ground-up custom homes, as well as investing in various commercial properties for the next 15 years. In 2013, to give every excuse me, to give everyday people a platform to invest in real estate, she found Leeward Real Estate Investment. Under her strategic direction, Leeward REI acquires manages and repositions a wide-ranging portfolio of multifamily buildings and commercial properties. Leeward REI's core mission is directing everyday people's investment into real assets and away from paper assets over which people have no control. Leeward REI strives to educate and steer investors to the kind of investment that yields strong returns through strategic placement and expert management. For that endeavor, we look for the next asset class or geographical market that is well positioned to grow exponentially, whether due to changing demographics or economic environment. So phenomenal. Sonia, welcome to my show. Go for it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's always uh, fun to talk with you. I know, and I cannot wait till we get into what we're doing together. But I really want my wonderful listeners to learn about you and what, you know, what got you interested in real estate into your real estate career because you were a tax attorney. So what got you interested in that? Well, you know, I always felt like practicing law wasn't exactly my calling. It was mildly interesting. I liked uh, law school. I enjoyed the academics aspect of it. But I felt there was something else 
that I was going to be really good at. And frankly, being an attorney um, wasn't really my cup of tea. I wasn't that good at it, frankly. <laughs> I always joke around that I'm a really bad attorney. So I found the topic interesting, but the, I found the application and the lifestyle not really um, to my utmost liking. So what led me to real estate is really just kind of observing what people are unable to do on a everyday basis, on regular normal life, and then also uh, what I needed for my life, which at the time was needing a career change, not only because I felt being an attorney was not a good lifestyle and good use of my skill set, but also because I gave birth to my daughter. Mm-hmm. So going back to going back to um, you know being an attorney is a demanding job in terms of time that you need to spend in the office and time you need to spend away from your family. So doing that every day and having my baby cared for by somebody else just didn't really make sense. You know, um, here I am doing something that I just kind of felt mediocre about it. 10 plus hours a day, and then here's my baby with somebody else 10 plus hour a day. So I felt something else was needed, and I felt if I'm going to spend that much time away from my child, it needed to be something worthwhile. Like, it needed to be worth it. So I never I never really said, I'm going to stay home with my baby, because <laughs> that's, that's not my... That's not me either. That's not my cup of tea either. I, I know that I, I, have to, I have to do something outside of home and pursue a career and a job outside of being a mom. Of course, that's something that we can't denounce at all, never. Uh, it's our first job as a parent, but I always uh, felt I needed to do something else. But it had to be worthwhile. So that's why I started looking into real estate. And real estate was intriguing, and it came to my mind because it's something everybody everybody's interested in. Everybody loves it. Everybody needs a home. Everybody goes somewhere to work. And if you ever hold an open house or go to open house, most people looking at homes are not people on the on the market trying to buy a home. A lot of neighbors come just to see, just to talk about it. And it's just a fascinating topic for a lot of people, and I wasn't outside of that. So I, I decided to get into real estate. It was an interesting topic. And, um, you know, funny story, the first time that I decided to, okay, I'm going to do something about this uh, and point it to real estate as my uh, career path is the very fact that my husband and I were looking for a home to buy at that time. So we would go to all these open homes, look at homes, and it was difficult to find something we really liked. But it was really difficult because my husband was being really picky. But he wasn't being picky just for the reason of being picky, but he would point to things that are really easily fixable, like, oh, this carpet is awful or this kitchen is awful. But I could totally see, visualize changing that. And it was really easy in my mind. But I realized that people, one, have uh, not, they don't have the ability to visualize. And then two, it's a lot of burden for people to try to buy a home and then renovate it, spend the money, and you're emotionally invested, and it seems really hard. So I felt that there was a need uh, for people to move into a home that they liked without having the burden of uh, renovating and 
even if they lack the visual um, ability to convert that unattractive poem into something that's usable and attractive. So I felt like there was a niche for me. Good for you because there's not a lot. Well, and, I, and I'm not a visual person. I could walk into property and my, my mind automatically goes to the numbers. Is this a good deal or not? But I'm not visual. Yeah. Like that is such a great mm-hmm. trait to have. If you can walk in, because I'd be kind of like that. I'd be like, oh, I don't like that carpet, even though I know in my mind we could change it. But <laughs> yeah. so when yeah, you were, yeah. when you were developing the properties, did you have people? Uh, did you just develop a home and then sell it, or did the people come to you and then you developed the home that they wanted? I developed a home and sold it, um, and I for a while I contemplated doing the other way also, but. Uh, you know, the hard part about whether you're renovating a home or building a home is if it's your home, it is really difficult to separate the emotion from the actual building process. Mm-hmm. So, and this goes for me too, even though I built homes for a living, if I were to build my own home, it's really difficult to make all the decisions you need to make in an efficient, timely manner. Because when you're building a home, time really literally is money. So you need to go boom, 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 make make decisions and proceed. But it's really hard to do that because you're contemplating every move you're going to make in that house. Oh, am I going to be happy with this countertop? You know, is, is the gray right color? Maybe we want a clean white. But what if things spill on it? Then what would be the easiest material to clean? So every decision, there's all these emotional contemplation that has to go into it. And that makes it really difficult for a homeowner to actually do the work. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, if I'm building a home, um, I am practical about it, but I can weigh those pros and cons and the cost and the benefit very easily because I'm not emotionally invested in it. So mm-hmm. I felt uh, as a business, I was a lot more efficient and um, effective doing my own development and then later selling it to people. And those people, uh, it's not helpful for homeowners to be involved during that process. Right. I was just going to say, if you did that, you were like a saint <laughs> because if you allowed them to come in and like custom build, I mean, that you're, you're a saint. Cause I've heard, um, I've heard some stories about the custom build ones. So, the, and, and you know, but also the part is you're female and being yeah. female, sometimes we, we have a different aspect of how a home should look over, Absolutely. you know, bathroom size where, you know, um, yeah closet size, everything like that, bedroom size, everything, whereas other homes sometimes aren't really, and who makes usually the major decision about buying a home or what will go in the home? Right. Exactly, so. exactly. The women so and anyway. the moms and the wife, yeah. So I, that's, that's, that's a good point because that's exactly also the reason I got into ground-up construction. Um, after I renovated homes for a while and I realized, uh, what a risky endeavor it is. I mean, you know, flipping homes and renovating, all of that is very well known nowadays. There's TV shows after it. But at that time when I was first starting out, it wasn't really a thing. And not too many people were doing it. Um, but I, but while I was doing it, I realized that it was a lot more of a risky endeavor than you realize because you really don't know the cost of renovating home until you start taking down walls. And one little miscalculation structurally, for example, like you take down a wall and then you realize there's all these dry rot studs in the house. Well, that's really going to sink your profit right there. And that's not something you know 
before buying a project or going into it. So it could really throw your uh, business plan off and it becomes a risky business. I realized for that reason, ground-up construction is a much better business, and so I got into that. But one of the one of the other reasons I got into that is because I would go look at brand-new homes that are coming on the market, and I would just go, well, this is just crap. Like, somebody had the means to create a home from scratch. There's nothing on it. You can do whatever you want. And then, and then this home sitting here is completely not functional. And I'm sure everyone's seen that, including you. Like you go into a brand new home, like, why would somebody not put in a closet here in the bedroom, for example? And that, that does happen where they're tiny. Like there's a tiny closet in the master bedroom, right? And it's not because of lack of space. So things like that drove me crazy because I know how families live. I know what it's like to raise children. I know that when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I want to be able to see my child. Um, it would be helpful to have TV or playroom nearby, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, or having room for um, shoes or coats near the garage entrance because that's where everybody goes in and out, right? Um, so things like that, which I thought were not paid attention to, I was able to pay attention to. And I felt I could really produce a better product without spending more money building it. So that, that felt really good. And that was really fun. Well, and thank you for sharing that too, because right when you started that, the UPS driver came knocking on my door and rang the doorbell. And so now my dogs are going crazy. So yeah, I, I apologize if you hear dogs barking in the background. <laughs> oh, no. You need to apologize the, to me. I've got dogs. That's the joy of live radio. <laughs> but, you know, really that, that build up from the ground up is, uh, you know, I think that's just so cool and just such a great concept. I mean, for years I would look at brand new development because I was always really um, a passion of mine. Now, I've never I have not done one yet to this date, but I really will probably plan on doing one. Also, along with the flipping, I've never done a flip either. So but we do have about four minutes until break. So but also when now in 2013, you really got into that Leeward Real Estate Investment Group. So let's talk about mm. that for a few minutes before we go to break. Sure. So my uh, the concept of that company is it's sort of, again, with everything I've done so far in my career, came out of necessity and the realization that, hey, I if we invest as a group, we're so much stronger and there's so many more opportunities that open up for you. And, and I say sort of an accident because I, I invested in my first syndicate, syndicated uh, asset, which just means that a group of you invest together. I asked, I found a property uh, that I really wanted to invest in. And surely only because the, the properties that I was trying to acquire were uh, very, very competitive at the time. I mean, everybody was bidding on it and, this, you know, the, pro- the properties that I were looking at bidding, overbidding, people were overbidding, trying to get, they were really not that great. They were C-class properties, really difficult to manage, but it was just really competitive at that level. And so just for the heck of it, I started looking at properties that were way beyond my means, something I could never afford to buy on my own. And they were so much more beautiful. <laughs> it was, it was a better asset. It was 
great tenants in it, much easier to manage. And it was just literally like, are you kidding me? This is sitting here. And then everybody's sitting on this crap that's sitting, you know, way below in terms of quality and, and everything else. And so I started thinking like, well, I want this one, not the other crap that everybody wants. So how can I get this one? And I, since I couldn't get it on my own, I asked my family and friends, I'm like, hey, let's go buy this together. And that's literally how I started the concept of syndicated uh, investments. And since that first acquisition, I realized that when you go bigger and acquire assets that are um, bigger in size and for so many reasons, it, it is a much better investment. It's it's less risky. There's much more potential for bigger profits. And it is also much easier to manage because you could afford to have more resources put into it. So I made that real. I had that realization and, and then realized that everyone's just fighting over crumbs if you're doing it individually. Whereas if you do it as a group, you can really get to the golden nugget where it's really mm. worthwhile and easier and, and foremost, much less risky. So well, that's and you gotta why like that. I found And you got to like that golden yeah, nugget. Yeah. And, you know, and when we come back yes. after break, we'll talk more about that because I, uh, I love talking about syndication. Well, I call it syndication. But when we come back, we're going to yeah. talk more about that and then also maybe what holds us back. Right. So we're into the investing and we're growing bigger and bigger, but also there are things that hold us back. So when we come back after Mm -hmm. break, we're going to talk about that. And if you have questions for the show, ladies and gentlemen, please call in for this live show. And that is 1-866-472-5788. And then also uh, more about um, going bigger and better and faster. And then also a lot of other fun things. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Go for It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, Sonia Son. And ladies and gentlemen, are you like getting a ton of information from her? Is that just not fantastic? Oh, my goodness. And thank you, Sonia, for sharing all that great wisdom, too, because there's so many times and in real estate, there's so many different things you can be doing. And so many people want to be hands on, like, you know, one on one. They want to be able to touch, feel, go to the site, go to the home, do all that. But right before break, Sonia was talking about how she got into the investment um, business and talking about going bigger and faster and I call that syndication because that's what I was taught the word was. And Sonia and I actually met at a syndication event by the Real Estate Guys Radio uh, in September of Mm -hmm. 2019. And then within like two weeks, we're already talking and putting together a plan for a new business. So let's let's talk a little bit more about that syndication and how people can go bigger and faster. But then also, then we'll once we're done with that, then we'll come back and talk about. Maybe some things that stop us, maybe some fear that stops us or not quite sure what to do. Right. Right. So how did you get into, so we talked about how you got into it, but when you, when you think syndication, so you said you found a property that you knew you couldn't afford. So you knew you had to step into that and, you know, get investors involved. Well, Mm -hmm. Correct. Did that stop? I mean, apparently it didn't stop you, but when you're looking at your first property to do that, what steps did you take to get yourself over that fear to get to that so you're able to ask people for money? It's an interesting question because I was so, I wanted it so badly. I, it didn't even occur to me that uh, people could be in trouble because of my wrong decision. I was so convinced Maybe because I had been in war, in competition for so many of the crap properties that I was looking at that this uh-huh. was clearly far better than anything else I'd seen and much better buy. So maybe that gave me the confidence to say, let's invest in this together. Or maybe I was just blinded by my own desire. <laughs> Sometimes uh, desire and, and, and hunger is your fuel, right, to move right. forward and, and to achieve things that you might not be able to achieve. But at the time, I just really wanted it. I was really convinced that this was the right property tie for everybody, including obviously for myself. I even got into a big fight with my dad, who I initially um, said that he would invest with me, but then he uh, tried to convince me to pull out not just himself, but all of us, because he learned that I would have to sign this big, huge personal guarantee for the entire loan, which could have basically ruined me if if I if the loan was default. But I was so convinced, and I said, "I'm I'm going to do this, and if you don't want to invest, that's fine. But I'm I'm going to go forward." So I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm certainly glad that it pushed me forward to uh, go for it because it did turn out to be a very successful investment. Um, and I, I had that gut feel that everything was going to be fine. 
And sometimes that's what you have to go with is your gut feel. I know when I bought one of my properties, yeah. I had several people say, don't buy it. And I didn't do it on a syndication, but I had several people go, why are you buying that? And then that's actually when I learned to be quiet about what investments I'm going after. So I just worked with my team that helped me, mm-hmm. uh, which is my you know mortgage person. I had an attorney involved, a realtor. And I said, okay, well, let's mm-hmm. look at the numbers. And the numbers made sense. And so I went for it. I, I you know. And but now when you have other people's money and that is so cool that you just you saw it and you didn't let anything stop you, even your own dad. You didn't let your own dad stop you, (laughs) which is even better because a lot of times it's family that will try to stop you because they're trying to protect you. Right, exactly. And that's exactly what he was doing. He he didn't want me to sign a personal guarantee on behalf of everybody, which which is what I had to do. Yeah. So it's it's a good thought, but. Yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. But then that that just made you um, know that now you can do more. So that was your first syndication. How many syndicate have you done? Quite a few syndications since then. Yeah, we've done um, seven large, much larger syndications since then. Um, and you know, not to say all of them has gone really well. That the first one was very successful, and but I would say some of our projects are on shaky grounds at the moment. So not everything's home run like that, and you have to understand that you are taking a risk, and it is a scary endeavor. But at the same time, you know, I, people people blindly trust their money with the stockbroker or fund manager, and I would say I'm far more responsible for their money than, say, a fund manager would be with stocks. And I know I could do a lot of things uh, structurally, uh, meaning legally, you know, structural, how you structure a deal, and creatively, uh, we can reposition real estate properties. You can, you can survive it for a while if there's if times are difficult there's caring power so i i feel uh while it's a risky endeavor to invest in real estate there's a lot more you can do and a lot more are within your control in terms of handling that asset exactly and i mean i don't have any money in the stock market just because if i don't understand something i don't want to put my money where i don't understand exactly and and i i'm the same way and that's why we get along so well, but it's important to have control over your money and what you invest in, and I feel that you have far more control with real estate investment than any other assets you can invest out there. Absolutely, and you being a tax attorney, you know the tax advantages of, well, I mean, I know them too, but as a tax attorney, you definitely know what the yeah. tax advantages of, of owning real estate. Oh, yes, and that's, <laughs> I won't even get into that because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that topic is really, really fun for me, and I, I, I sometimes I can't believe not everyone's doing it but just just because the tax benefits that are out there for real estate investments. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a huge plus in investing in real estate is the tax advantages. Yeah, and then in another show, I'm going to have you back on because I do want to talk about the tax <laughs> advantages of it and how that can lead to even greater wealth. Yeah, it so, really can. It could, it could really exponentially uh, accelerate your wealth building. Yeah, absolutely. And the, if you take advantage of it, if you don't take advantage of it, it might probably won't do anything for you because you're not taking advantage of it. But if you do, so now let's talk about, because there's so many people, when I talk to them about real estate investing, there's that fear that comes up, that fear that, yeah. for, 
you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of people want to invest where they live, which is great, you know, as long as they feel comfortable with that. But also, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone to maybe invest in another state or some people even in another country. But mm-hmm. just starting off initially, that fear that people um, don't want to lose their money, I think that's their biggest fear or they don't know what to do and yeah. when they do it. So talk to us a little bit about that and how people can, because I talk about that a lot on the show, but it's good to hear from other people about how they can overcome that fear and just really thinking about ways that they can start investing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a topic that's near and dear to both of us, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's fear can really paralyze a person. And I don't know about other people, but for me, Fear while of losing money and fear of losing the things you have, of course, is, is a huge roadblock. But also the fear of not doing anything and fear of things just being stagnant and the same day after day with no improvement, for me, is even a biggest fear, mm-hmm. even a bigger fear. So I don't like to think that... I'm the same person that I am today, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. If I'm doing the same thing over and over and my life is the same 10 years from now, not to sound like a crazy person, but almost feel like, what's the point? And and I know um, this is where I envy a lot of religious people um, because I, I know that uh, there's bigger themes in their lives. But for me... Um, me being not a religious person, even though I do believe that there's bigger power uh, being out there for us uh, humans, I don't, I don't want to live a life where everything's same all the time. And I might be comfortable right now, and I might not need anything, but at the same time, I don't want my life to be the same over and over. I don't want to be the same person over every day. So that's how I get over my fear um, and then the other part is that if I do get into trouble, I know that with creativity and will and good people around me, there's always ways out. There's always way to survive that. And you probably come out um, higher than what you started out with. So for me, that is a challenge worthwhile undertaking. And so that gives me uh, the energy and the courage to overcome my fear. And it's such not a good to thing. Say, not to say, yeah, not to say you should just go out and, you know, put all your money in one basket or anything like that. You do need to be smart about it. And I don't advise anybody to go out and invest money that they need to live on for the next few years. That is, that is not uh, a prudent <laughs> way to invest and think about money. But uh, we're, since we're to- just talking about our emotional um, fear and how to overcome that uh, is, that's what I'm talking about, about how to overcome your emotional fear. Yeah, and the emotional fear also is really thinking about, you know, writing down what you want in your life, you know. And also mm-hmm. I've heard um, from Brian Tracy when I was listening to, um, yeah, Brian Tracy, he said, write it as you already have it, right? Whatever that <laughs> is that you want, write it as you already have that. So in five, ten years, right. you know, you can look back on your life and go, oh, I did accomplish that. Oh, I did accomplish that. But also, I like how you said um, 
just kind of stepping away and stepping back and looking at, okay, I don't want to live this same way in five years from now. I want to be bigger and better and stronger and smarter. So I'm just going to tell you, when I met you, little did I know how much smarter I was going to become in the since we met like six months ago. In the short also, period, yeah. In a very short period, but that's the power of like going to events and meeting people. Now, I'm just going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I was sitting in the crowd and I Sonia got called up on stage and I thought, man, she is a little dynamite. You know, she just, she knows her stuff and, and all the success that you've had. And little did I know, I went and sat at lunch with another great gal and you came to... Mm-hmm asked if you could sit at our table. I'm like, yeah. So, but just, and honestly, (laughs) at that point I was thinking I was going through some changes with my business and all that. And I'm like, I wonder what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden we just clicked and now here we are. And so I also, I'll probably talk about that here in just a few minutes or maybe after break, we'll talk about that, but we didn't let fear stop us. So I didn't let fear stop me from talking. Not that I was fearful of you, Sonia, but you know, just talking to other people. (laughs) Because you want to be able to step outside your comfort zone. Because as a solo entrepreneur, and many of us are, it's hard to sometimes reach out to other people because we think we can all yeah. do it ourselves. And as a real real estate investor, sometimes it's a solo business and you want to do it all yourself. But my goodness, there's yeah. so many people out there that have such great content and such great advice. Don't ever you know, mm-hmm. sit and think you have to do it all yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important to connect with other people, um, not just for business reasons, but just for for your your soul recharging and and energizing. Because when you're, even if you have the ability to do it all, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, and it just becomes um, soulless. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but you you need to recharge yourself. And I think connecting with other people and working together is how you recharge your energy. And without energy, you can't really do anything anyway. So you need, you do need to go out there and you're right. It is, it is not something culturally and as the personality of entrepreneurs are, um, something we're used to doing, but it is really important to connect with other people and to, to reach out. It is so important. And I will tell you, I was flying home the other day from Phoenix and it's about two, two and a half hour flight and everybody was sleeping on the plane. Like I'm used to chit chat mm-hmm. or doing a little small chit chat with somebody on the plane but everybody was sleeping around <laughs> me and by the time I got off I'm like I've got to go talk to somebody <laughs> I've just have got to like this is driving me crazy and and not just for I don't want to promote my business I just like to learn and get to know other people I just like to talk with other people and and why are they traveling are they there for fun or whatever the case may be and the same thing is with business you know, there's a lot of people that will go to coffee houses and those type of things. I'm not particularly fond. I just don't do that as much. But mm-hmm. so when I need to reach out to people, Sonia and I, will, you know, we talk to each other a lot. Or other people I can know I can reach out to and just talk to, especially, you know, just learn about their family or see what they're up to. Or if you have a question about business, because that networking will yeah. really help break out of that mold and break out of that fear. And then you have to really determine yeah. who you're going to listen to and who you're not going to listen to. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think that's one of your greatest assets, Joe, because you you like, you have genuine interest in other people and you like connecting with people and you have that need to connect and talk with people. So I think that's a really great asset because 
when you do that, you discover resources around you and you discover teams around you and great ideas come about. So I they think uh, if you are the type of person who likes finding out what other people are doing or have interest in and learning new things, um, it's definitely to your advantage and you should use that. Yeah, absolutely. And we have two minutes until break. But yeah, definitely take advantage of that and take advantage of the resources around you. I had a friend just recently move back to town. She goes, okay, well, I want to get involved with things. So I started naming off a bunch of different groups. I said, just start off one by one. You don't have to jump into every one of them, but just start off one by one. And that's exactly what she's doing. And that's really exactly how we should all do it. And sometimes we have to tiptoe until we get there. But Definitely tiptoe, but don't stop because like Sonia said, you don't mm-hmm. want to be in the same place you are now. You want to be bigger. You want to be better. You want to be smarter. And a lot of times that's where our frustration comes into play because we are stuck or we can't seem to move forward. And um, I recently learned this and I did not know this. When we have cravings for food, a nutritionist mm-hmm. told me that sometimes is because we're bored or we're procrastinating yeah. about something. I didn't know that. And I'm like, that just makes total sense. So all of a sudden now I have a totally different thought process about when I want to go snack, excuse me, snack on food. So you're like, so now you're aware of, well, I feel like snacking. That must mean I need something stimulating. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, what a concept all these years. I'm like, oh, duh. So ladies and gentlemen, we come back after break. We're going to talk about the project that Sonia and I are working on together that we're so excited to share with everybody. And if you have questions for the show, you know, you can call into this live show, 1-866-472-5788. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605 941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Go For It. 
to reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, Sonia Son. And we are talking about women in real estate. Well, not just women, but we're talking about real estate investing and going bigger and faster. And that was through syndication. But then also we talked about fears that block us sometimes and kind of stepping outside that comfort zone to really figure out what we want. But now, Sonia and I have a special announcement because after we met in September of 19, I just want to tell you, and I don't even know if you know this, Sonia, the weekend that we met was mm-hmm. me and my late husband's anniversary. And oh. him and I are the ones that started real estate investing together. And I just knew I had to go to that syndication event that weekend because I knew that was our anniversary day. So when you and I started talking afterwards, oh, I thought, this is so cool. This is exactly why I went to that syndication event, right? So oh, we never God. know. That's- yeah, yeah, I know. So I, you never know, but I just, I had it, like you said, you just knew it was going to be right. You just knew there was something in your soul that was going to put you on fire and go get that first property. And that's how I felt about that syndication event. So, Oh my gosh. Hmm? That's so awesome. I did not know so, that. Um, yeah. Of course, so when I you, have such huge admiration for you for, uh, for the life events that you've um, survived and embrace and, and talk about. And so it's for me to know that it was that weekend that your husband's, your, your anniversary with your husband was that weekend. And we met that weekend and we have this friendship now that just feels amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank you for that because it was just, I, and I didn't tell anybody, I just thought this is exactly, and when I write in my journal, I'm like, I just knew it. I just knew this was where I was supposed to be. So, Sonia and I then wow. started talking about a week or so after that, and we decided to put together, uh, I don't know, do we, we don't really call it a program, but uh, a series for women. And we're calling it yeah. Women Creating Wealth Together. And that's actually the name of our website. Now, before this show, we, did, we don't have as much, and there will be more and more, so please keep uh, checking back to that website, womencreatingwealthtogether.com is the name of our website. We'll also have a Facebook right. page for the same, under the same name. But we're doing a series of videos, and we're talking about different topics for women with real estate investing and just how, oh, I just feel like, oh, <laughs> that we can you know, help women <laughs> yeah. really understand all the basics, really starting off with the basics and then growing from there. And when Sonia yeah. was talking about her tax strategy, we actually just did a show on that which was phenomenal. Yeah. I just sat back and was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Sonia, because great. this is just so exciting. It is so exciting. I'm, I'm ready to jump out of my seat. And that's one of the, it's fortuitous how we met and we talked about it. And, and it just gives me so much excitement to put this show together. And the whole point is for for people to, women to talk about this and have a platform where they can go and listen to other people talk about it or share the problems or share the, the fear. Because, you know, the more you talk about it, the more you share, less daunting things become. And I'm sure you feel the same way, Joe. But when I started out, I didn't have anybody to talk with and I was just kind of faking it till I made it. <laughs> and it would have been yep. great to have 
somebody to talk with, somebody to know, somebody to say, oh, yeah, this part's really scary, but I did it, and this is how I did it, or that this was a really big problem, and I didn't know how to do this, but I talked to so-and-so, and that's how I got the solution that I got. So just having any kind of resource like that would have been so helpful. So that's why I uh, wanted to do this, and, and of course, I met Joe so that, that Again, you know, when you have a team member, you can, oh, yeah, let's do it together and just makes the execution so much easier and faster. So I'm very excited and I'm really grateful you're doing this with me, Joe. Oh, I, it has just been my pleasure because it really has been so much fun. And not only that, I'm also learning a lot more because, again, first of all, I've never done a flip and I've done lots of other things or nor. Well, I can't say that I have done as I have invested in syndication. Hey, but I've actually. Yeah. So, but I'm also learning a lot too, which is fantastic. But, you know, we both have that passion to help women and men too. Men are more than, more than happy to come on board as well, but we have that passion to help and teach Mm -hmm. and educate. And the more we can get out there and the more we do the videos, because people really, they love podcasts, but they also love video because with video, they see that we're normal people <laughs> doing normal things and we're both sitting exactly. in our offices, but the knowledge yeah. that we could share and the knowledge that we put out there and eventually, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm just throwing this out there and I told Sonia, I don't know, a month or so ago, we're going to be doing a bigger conference eventually. And so mm-hmm. it's just all coming to fruition and it's just such, and just like you, I'm just like jumping out of my seat. I'm just like, we just got to keep going yeah. with this. <laughs> so I don't know. How many have yeah, we recorded yeah. so far? Six or seven, I think, videos, maybe five. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, and so I think we could start um, publishing it and it's been, each show's pretty unique and sometimes we're both not in the mood or not, you know, not very excited about things that are going on because we're facing challenges and we, we talk about that too. Sometimes we're, we're just in a fun, light mood and we, that shows through. So I, I, think, uh, I think we're really just trying to create an environment where people feel comfortable just being who they are, just being a normal investor, doing scary, hairy things or thinking about it and needing that extra uh, push or just even just to start thinking about it. You know, cause start, starting something is half the challenge. Absolutely. And I don't have our exact mission statement in front of us, but it's helping women get over the status quo, helping women. Yes, we're challenging, the, challenging and pushing the status quo. That's and cool. we're, we're really motivated to help those people who want to change who they are or their life or challenge the status quo. So I, I dare say this is not something for people who are content being where they are. They don't really want to change anything. They're, they're totally fine being left alone, which, which is fine with me. Um, but that's not who we're targeting with the show. We're targeting people who, who, who enjoys that process, who, who wants to say, you know, I want to, I want to be a different person a few years from now. And I want to change something. I don't, maybe I don't know what that is, but that's, that's the kind of person that we're trying to target with the show. Absolutely. And when I started, because before my husband passed, we invested and then we had to sell everything. So after that, when I started investing by myself, because I thought, I'm going to go back out and do this. That was 2012. And it's scary, but it's so exhilarating, oh, too. It's like, yeah. oh, I like did it. You know, it's like this like victory dance almost, like when it gets done. Yeah. And almost yeah. sometimes the more challenging, the better, because then you know you broke through that barrier and you're able to... Absolutely. 
easy ones are easy, right? So if everybody, if it was easy yeah. all the time, everybody would be doing it. But it's, it's those ones that are a little bit more challenging that once we break through that barrier, we're like, oh, yeah, now we're on fire. Now we can do lots more. And the thing that I really try well, to teach people is once you do it, don't stop. You know, keep that momentum <laughs> going and can, can continue yeah. doing it. Yeah, I think uh, it's easy to pick a project that you know you can do and you know you're going to get there, but then you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and that'll be great. But it just doesn't have that fire that gets happy, that makes us happy and excited, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're doing something that's hairy and you're not quite sure if you're going to make it, but you have this goal and you have this goal and you have that determination and and then once you get there it's so exhilarating and it's 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 really nothing like other feelings that we could get in life and I think that's what we forget when we're paralyzed with fear that's perfect I loved how you said that we forget that exhilarating feeling when yeah you know you're paralyzed by fear so I'm just going to tell you something totally kind of off the real estate topic I'm not a gardener my father was a fantastic gardener. He, my dad was just so good, and I did not get that gene at all. So I have this little succulent <laughs> plant that I knew had to be transplanted into a bigger pot. So I'm, so I'm on Snapchat. So I'm Snapchatting the little process of how I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, I did it. Just little things like that. It took me less oh, than yeah. 10 minutes to do. But it looks so pretty in this cute little pot now. But to me, that was exhilarating because, again... I don't have that gene in me to do that. But and a lot of people say that. They go, well, I just don't know if I could do that. Well, you can do that. And you can read and you can educate yourself all you want. But until you go and actually do something, it's not going to get done. Right. Or somebody else right. is going to do it right. and make the money from it. And, you know, if you, you, might, have, you might have some roadblocks and you might, you might stumble and you might even fail. But that failure is, is the stepping stone for the next success. So if you think in terms of the whole, you know, your life as a whole, your, your path as a whole, rather than, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to fail at this one investment, then I, I don't think I'm going to do this at all. Then you're not making any progress towards something bigger. But if you fail at something, let's say it didn't go so well in your first project, but you use that, okay, what, what went wrong and how could I have prevented it? What did I learn? And if you have the means to use that failure as the fuel for the next step, well, then it just, it, you're just on a bigger trajectory of something bigger. And I think that's what, um, I think that's how people can also overcome their fear. Absolutely. And when people say to me, um, I can't believe you're doing this or can't believe you're doing that. I'm like, why not? (laughs) Why, you know, what's, what's the alternative actually for me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I just want more and more from my life and then also, I have this dream and passion to be able to give back to others and to maybe, um, you know, start or give to a nonprofit or something where I'm making more money so I can give back even more. And that's a real passion of mine. That's a real, and also maybe even volunteer more. But for now, I've kind of yeah. had to put all that on hold, even though I do some, but so I can really mm-hmm. um, get passionate about this now Sonia unfortunately we only have like a few months left till the end of the show <laughs> I can't believe how fast time is going <laughs> I know and that's why I say too I'm like it's just going by so fast and so again I think in like 
probably two or three more months. I'm booked up, I know, for the next couple of months. But we're going to bring Sonia back on, and we're <laughs> going to talk even more about our new uh, endeavor. But it is called C- Women Creating Wealth Together, and that's womencreatingwealthtogether.com is a website. You can always email me, joe at joehosman.com, if you're interested in more information, or Facebook page. It will be Women Creating Wealth Together. It will be that by the end of the day today. Or um, yep. And for Sonia's, and I don't even think I said your, uh, what's your email? LeeWordREI.com is your uh, website, though. That's right. That's right. Um, LeeWordREI.com, uh, realestateinvestment.com. And my email address is Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, at LeeWordREI.com. Perfect. So you can so also Sonia- get information about the show from my website. Yay! So what I ask Yay, all great. my wonderful, wonderful guests is, if nobody's else, nobody else has heard anything else um, today, which I know they have, what are some last parting words you can give my worldwide audience? Well, um, last parting words. I would say let's do this together, and together we have more power, and together we have more courage, and we can help each other. So... Let's reach out, let's talk about it, and we can all challenge our status quo together. Yes, absolutely. And I just got a text message from my good friend Linda, who is just an avid listener. She says, Joe, I totally admire you and Sonia and the venture you are undertaking. I'm proud of you. Again, it'll all be good. I can tell you've proven before and you'll prove again. So there we go. Isn't that There we go. Right there. there. See, Thank working so together. Much. That's what we do. That's we work yes. together, and you know, working together with somebody. I'm just going to tell you also that that has been a dream of mine for a long time. Most pe- a lot of people like to you know work by themselves, but it's been a dream of mine, especially somebody who's like minded like you are, Sonia. And it has just been it's a pleasure, 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 pleasure to yeah. do those videos and work in this business with you. Well, same with me too. I, I actually am sort of a, a lone wolf myself, but I'm real. I've realized that it's much better to work as a team, and it's so gratifying to meet people like you and work together and hear words of your friend. That's encouraging. I mean, it, it just makes me so happy. So this is the reason that everybody should go out there and and challenge themselves and talk with other people. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, as re- as always, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day, again, you can go to my website, joehosman.com, and there I have that free go-for-it strategy session. And always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others because we never know what other people are going through. So have a great week. God bless. And we're going to see you next year. Next, sorry. See you next week here for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.